This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back Jared Kennedy. Jared is the author of the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible. This is a fantastic Bible story book for preschoolers. If you don't have it for your family, you should pick it up. He's also written a new book called Jesus Rose for Me. It's a preschool storybook for Easter. He's also written several VBS programs, Proof Pirates and Clap Your Hands, Stomp Your Feet. Be warned, it's a loud one. Jared's husband to Megan and the father of three girls, Rachel, Lucy, and Elizabeth, Jared, it is always good to have you on the podcast. So good to be with you, champ. So what verse do you have for us today? I have Romans 4, 25. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. If you were to put that verse in your own words, if you were to paraphrase it, what would that look like? This this verse really is the heart of what gives us assurance of our salvation, um, and it and it says two things to us. It says uh, first that Jesus died for our sins; we deserved punishment for sin, and Jesus took that punishment. And second, it's that we get credit for Jesus's obedient life, and that's shown to us in his resurrection. Because Jesus perfectly obeyed God, God raised his son Jesus from the dead. He vindicated Jesus, showing that his life was a perfect life. And then we get vindicated too. We get credit uh, for Jesus's life because he credits his righteousness, his obedience to us through that work of justification. So there are two halves to this verse. The first half talks about Jesus' death for our sins. And the second half talks about Jesus' resurrection. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. So let me go ahead and read it again. This is Romans 4, 25. This is the last verse in the chapter. It says, he was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Jared, what does this last phrase mean where it says he was raised for our justification? And how does that fit with this book you wrote that's called Jesus Rose for Me? Yeah, this last phrase simply means, I, th- I think if you look back at the context of the verse, the Apostle Paul's been telling the story of Abraham. Um, and he's telling Abraham's story that Abraham believed God, and by his faith, it was credited to him as righteousness, that he he received a right relationship with God, a, a just verdict on his life because he trusted God. He believed in a God who could raise the dead. Even when he was an old man, he believed God's promise that God would give him a son and give him descendants like the stars in the sky and the, and the sand on the seashore. And, and we're like Abraham. If we trust God, if we trust the God who can raise the dead, and not only the God who can raise the dead, but the God who was raised from the dead, then we are made right with God. And so when Jesus was raised, we get to experience that same life when he declares that we are right with him. So when Jesus was dying on the cross, it didn't look like he was in favor with God. It looked like he was, well, for anybody watching, they would have thought he was a criminal. But he wasn't. He was the son of God who was dying not for his own sin, but for our sins. So in what sense is Jesus' resurrection, like you said earlier, vindication? Yeah, just just proves that he's perfect. 
right? It just proves that his obedience is absolutely perfect obedience. Um, It shows that he was who he said he was, Mm -hmm. that Jesus was God, that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was the Savior. And God declared that Jesus was his son and, and raised him up from the dead. And in the same way, he declares us to be righteous, to be in right relationship with him, not because we lived a perfect life like Jesus did, but because Jesus lived that perfect life for us on our behalf. And and then Jesus rose. And as a result of that, we we're given life too. He rose for us so that we could experience the impact of that resurrection when he sent forth his spirit and and gave us new life. So Jared, this verse is not one of the ones that you would hear featured in say the Romans road or kind of a high spot tour of the book of Romans. How did Romans 425 come to be one of your favorites? I think I can be a kind of introspective guy and yeah, I have melancholy seasons and, and I will confess my sin and to accountability partners and repent from sin. But then I think especially in, in college would go back to my dorm room and sit by myself and, and think, yeah, but my motivations even under that are so mm-hmm. sinful still. And, and I, I would just get in dark places. Um, and I had a, a friend, a professor, Dr. Bob, who, um, who taught through this passage in class, uh, Romans chapter four. Um, he just emphasized the fact that it's not by looking within ourselves that we find assurance, but it's by looking outside of ourselves to the work that Jesus has done for us, which is what Abraham did. I I mean, I love the fact that it's so funny, Paul, it's, it's almost like revisionist history, um, (laughs) except it's inerrant. Um, you know, Paul says that, that Abraham never wavered in his unbelief regarding the promise of God. And if you read Genesis and you know about Hagar and you know about, you know, Abraham going down to Egypt and trying to pass off his wife as a sister, you're like, he never wavered in, un- in his unbelief regarding the promise of God. How can Paul even say this about him? And it's because, through, you know, God has given a righteous verdict to, to Abraham because he trusted in a God outside of himself who, mm-hmm. who could bring life out of death, who can cover sin with righteousness. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, he, he does that for me too. And mm-hmm. so I just learned listening to Dr. Bob, reading this passage again and again, mm-hmm. I'm going to find assurance by looking to the one who died for me, mm-hmm. uh, looking to the one who was raised for me. That's where I found, find acceptance before God is in, in looking to him. And then it's amazing. I think Martin Luther said, God doesn't need our works, but our neighbor does. Um, <laughs> It's amazing when you have this freedom that God doesn't need your works because mm-hmm. Jesus worked for you and it's given for you. Just how much passion there is and excitement to love your neighbor. And so I, I think writing the the children's book on the resurrection reminded me of my dad, who every Easter Sunday would wake us up in the morning and say, he is risen. And I learned really at a really young age that I was supposed to like basically shout back, he is risen. Risen indeed. <laughs> and, you know, my dad would sing you know, these hymns, but, uh, because he lives and, and, um, you know, living, he loved me, dying, he saved me, uh, um, buried, he carried my sins far away, rising, he justified now freely forever, which had Romans 425 in it. Although I didn't know it at the time. (laughs) And, uh, my, that life that my dad had that assurance Mm -hmm. in rehearsing those truths outside of himself, like his exuberance 
over those truths was inspiring to me. He did good works to love his neighbor, to love his son. Hmm. And I, I just think I want to be that kind of man. I want to be that kind of dad that rejoices daily in what Jesus has done outside of me, knowing that that's the good work my neighbor needs. They need to see me having joy in what Jesus has done. And that's, that's what's truly loving for them. You know, as someone has said, the grace that saves us, it's we're saved by grace through faith alone, but that faith is never alone. And so there's that works that just come right out of that faith that we have in the one who's paid it all for us. What a, what a great reminder, Jared. Thank you from Romans 4.25. Would you just close our time by lifting this verse up for all of us in prayer? Father, I pray for um, uh, moms and dads, kids, uh, all the folks who are listening today. If this is one of those dark times of introspection, I pray that they wouldn't look inside themselves for evidence and signs of grace, but that they would look outside of themselves to who Jesus is and what he's done for for them, that he was put to death for their sins, but was raised to life for their justification. And I pray that in that assurance of their acceptance before God the Father, that they would love one another with a full heart for Christ's sake. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.